God bless you, my fellow brothers and sisters. Welcome back to God's Powerful Work Ministry. I am Pastor Lisa Marie. Before we start, let's all close our eyes and bow our head in reverence to the Lord. Dear Lord God, Father, we come to the name of Jesus, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us to be here this evening, Father God. We ask you to be with each and every one of us that are here and the ones that are listening. We ask you to be with them as well, Father God. Father God, we rebuke any evil spirit that is in this room, any evil spirit that's behind this video. We rebuke it right now and cast it into the depths of the ocean. Father God, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit, Father God, so that everywhere that come out of my mouth be of you, Father God. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want to warn you about a destructive spirit working in the world today. <clears throat> Excuse me. And put you on high alert that this spirit of division has been assigned against your household and against your church. In fact, the spirit of division has been sent on assignment by the devil to harass your nation and hinder the entire body of Christ. Shocking as that may sound, it's the truth. It's nothing new. It's been going on for centuries. And the devil knows far better than most believers just how destructive a forced division actually is. Of course, we didn't figure that out on our on his we didn't figure that out on our own. Jesus taught about it in the book of Mark 3, 24 and 26. He said, If a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand. And hath end. Amen. But read what else Jesus said in the next verse. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods. Except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. On verse 27. So see, if somebody's going to come, the enemy's not going to want to just come in. He's going to want to come in and stop the strong one. The strong one, the one that is preaching the word, the one that is doing God's will, the one that has the family intact, amen? The one that has the church intact, which is the pastor, which is the husband, or it could be the wife, amen? That's who he's going to try to bind first. He's going to try to tie him down. He's going to try to stop him. Because once he stops the strong one, then he can go with the family. Then he can go with the sheep. So that's why, my fellow brothers and sisters, a family that prays together, stays together. Amen? Pretty much you can say that. Because, you know, like he said right here, it tells us, if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If that church that you're going to, if there's division, oh, well, look how he's dressed, or look how she's dressed, or look what she's saying, or look, if y'all, if y'all, if that's already divided, that kingdom cannot stand. And if the house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. If we come up and we're, we're here at home and, and the kids don't want to listen, the husband doesn't want to, the wife, and, and there's arguing, there's fighting, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rises up against himself and he be divided, he cannot stand. 
Remember, we're not at war with flesh and blood, my fellow brothers and sisters. When we quote that verse, we usually think of Satan as the strong man. We think of binding him and spoiling his house. And that's true. But let me remind you of something. Satan is not the strong man any longer. Amen. He's been conquered. The Bible says Jesus defeated him and made a spectacle of him in Colossians 2.15. In the eyes of God, there is a strong man in the earth today, but it's not the devil. It's the body of Christ. Amen. We are the strong man. So the enemy is going to try to throw us fiery darts. The enemy is going to try to, to make us not believe what God is telling us through his word or through his servant or through his message or through his a podcast, amen, through his radio station, through the television. He's going to make us not want to believe that because he wants to put a stop to God's word. So if a family, if a home, if a church cannot cannot is, is divided against itself that kingdom that church or that home cannot stand my fellow brothers and sisters god is telling us here my fellow brothers and sisters that we are the strong man it's not the devil we are the strong man in Ephesians 6.10, he declares, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We are the strong man. The household of God holds all authority and power in the earth. Authority and power that came from Jesus himself through his mighty conquest. Because of that conquest, Satan can't enter your house unless he can first get you into bondage. He's defeated. He is defeated foe. He has to bring the bondage to you and get you to enter into it. He doesn't have the authority to go around doing whatever he wants to do. He seeks who he may devour. First Peter 5, 8 tells us, but he doesn't always find someone to devour. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and in the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Do you see that? He said, all authority has been given to me both in heaven and in earth. Therefore, you can go into all the earth and take my name and my name and you can cast out the devil. So who has the power? We do. The real power is ours. It has been delegated to us, delegated to us and it belongs to us. The only power the devil has against us is through deception, illusion. He lies to us. And then he waits for us to fall for those lies because he can't do a single thing about it. Plundering our house until he has us bound. But make no mistake about it. Once he has us bound, he will spoil our goods until we do something about it. Our children, my fellow brothers and sisters, he, 
He'll try to manipulate our children. He'll try to manipulate our relationship. He'll try to manipulate our home. He'll try to, to use our family against us. But only, my fellow brothers and sisters, if we allow it. If we don't allow it, he cannot do anything. Because we have authority over all here on earth and in heaven. Amen. So he cannot do anything unless we allow it. So don't give him that, that, that satisfaction of allowing it. Rebuke him any chance that he tries to get in our thoughts. He tries to get in our mind. He tries to get in our kids. He tries to get in our husbands and our wives, on our relationships and our family. Rebuke that evil spirit right there and then. Don't wait. Rebuke it right there and then. Because my fellow brothers and sisters, we have authority. Amen. When Jesus' disciples came to him asking, What shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Matthew 24, 3. Jesus got straight to the point. He gave them a warning. Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name. Saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. There's a lot of false prophets out there, my fellow brothers and sisters. But remember, make no mistake. There, many will say they come in the name of Jesus. They come, and but really they're coming to try to deceive you. Because the devil's here is trying to make as many people as possible to take with him to hell. And God is sending his people to win as many as possible people to raise to go to the kingdom of God. Amen. So my fellow brothers and sisters. Make no mistake. You have to be able to discern what is good. And what is bad. Because remember there's three voices that we hear. We hear our voice. We hear God's voice. And we hear the devil's voice. We have to be able to discern which voice we're hearing. When, when God is speaking. Or when it's a devil. Or when it's our own. Look at verse 6 and read what Jesus said was going to happen. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. You turn on the TV, that's all you see. Evilness. Husbands hurting their wives. Dads hurting their kids. Mothers hurting their kids. Evilness. Fires. Deaths here. Deaths there. That's all you see. In this evil world. But he says. See ye be not be troubled. When you shall hear of the wars and the rumors of wars. There's already a war there. There's talking about a war that's already happening. Or it wants to happen. He tells us do not be troubled. We're living in the midst of those troubling times right now, my fellow brothers and sisters. Threats of the war, acts of terrorism, aggression, blanket, the front pages of newspapers and magazines and lead the top, the stop stories on the evening news, the reports all over the media, and so is the fear they produce. But what do wars and rumors of was have to do with divisions? Everything. Everything. In Matthew 12, 25, Jesus said, Every kingdom divided against itself 
is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. In Mark 3.25, he repeated those words. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. I don't know about you, but the, that reads pretty clear to me. The house that's divided will fall. It's not a probability. It's not likelihood. It's inevitable. Inevitable. Once you begin operating in a spirit of division, your house becomes weak. And Jesus said, it will fall. I remember praying one day, repenting before God about something critical I said regarding another preacher. When I finished, God said to me, it's a good thing you did that. Suddenly, I realized how serious this thing was. God knew that if I divided myself from someone else in his body, I would guarantee my own failure. I would fall. So that's why we can't come against each other. We can't come against another church. We can't come against another person from the Lord because we're going against each other. And if we go against each other, we will fall. Amen. We will fall. That's a dangerous thing not to do. It's even more dangerous to know, know it and not pay attention to it. So why don't we know this? Because we've been deceived. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 24, 4? He said, take heed that no man deceive you. Take heed that no man deceive you. The spirit of division has told us that person over there doesn't believe the way you do. You can't compromise your principles. So don't be part of him. So it peacefully calls itself non-compromise. When in fact it's a spirit of judgment and segregation. It's a spirit that causes division. Don't believe those lies. Just because he doesn't have the same belief as you. Just because he doesn't go to the same church as you do. Just because he doesn't do the same things that you do. Or pray the same things that you pray. Does not mean anything. Don't come against it. Don't divide. Don't, divide. Don't bring the division. Amen. In, second, in 1 Corinthians. The Apostle Paul says something startling to the believers in Corinth. He first acknowledges they've been gifted with every spiritual gift. And then says. They've had revelation from God and are lacking in nothing. But then he moves over into some things regarding their spiritual growth. Some inner worrying has taken place among these people. And a spirit of division has stopped them from maturing spiritually. Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians 3, 1, 2, and 3. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto a spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions. So that's why sometimes he still gives you, he's still feeding you milk. He's not giving you meat. 
because you're still babes in Christ. You're not maturing. You're not, you're supposed to be growing. We're supposed to be growing in the spirit. But if your house is divided, if your church is divided, you cannot grow. Amen. We cannot grow. Therefore, we have to be in agreement. We have to be as one and not be in division. If there's arguing in your home, if there's fighting in your home, you rebuke those evil spirits. If there's cursing in your home, you rebuke those evil spirits. If something was said in church that you did not like, the Bible says that, you know, the first you go and you talk to them by yourself. And tell them their faults, tell them what's going on, what you're not liking, what you're hearing, or or whatnot. And it says, and if you have won your brother, your sister over, you have won them. If they listen to you, have won them over. And if that isn't if that if they still don't listen, then you bring it upon the pastor and the church. And then you bring them in front of the pastor and the church and talk to them again. And if they still don't listen like that. Then you see them not like your brother, or your sister. But you continue praying though. You continue praying for them. Because if you see your brother or your sister down, don't put your foot on top of them and bring them, push them more down than what they already are. Lift them up. Lift out your hand. Pull out your hand. Stretch out your hand and lift them up in the name of Jesus. Envy and strife and divisions have kept these people in the natural or carnal state. It had so stunned their spiritual growth that they were unable to understand some of the things that Paul wanted to teach them. It had hated, uh, excuse me, it had halted Paul's ability to effectively minister to them. Their carnal minds could not comprehend those things because the things of God must be spiritually discerned. Therefore, when my, my family they come talk to me, they tell me something, or anybody, I'll talk to y'all back, but in spirit, because that's what lives in me. My kids always say, Mama, tell me what. No, I, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm in spirit. That this, is how this, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. So therefore, you want to know something, you want to know some advice, you want to know something that's going to be spiritually, it's going to be what the Word of God says. Why? Because that's what's implanted in me now. I don't live in this, in this physically world anymore. I live in the spirit. That's why everything is spirit of the Lord or spirit of the, the enemy. And if it's not of the Lord, then you rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I want no part of that. Amen. So that's why their carnal minds could not comprehend those things because the things of God must be spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians 2.14 What's worse, they didn't even realize it. Their house had begun to crumble before. They didn't even know there was a crack in the foundation. They didn't even know. Because they were seeing with their physical eyes. They were not seeing it spiritually. If they would have been able to see it spiritually, they would have seen that crack that was in the foundation. 
But because there were scenes physically, they didn't see it. And they didn't even know that their house has started to crumble right before their eyes. And they didn't even know. In essence, Paul was saying to them, I came to bring you many things, but you couldn't receive them because the spirit of division was among you. And you were acting like a bunch of babies. I couldn't do much because you people were divided. A spirit of division created split. But here's an interesting point. In another of Paul's letters, one he wrote to the church of Ephesus, Ephesus about spiritual growth, he says, but speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Ephesians 4.15 We may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Compare speaking the truth in love to envy, strife, and divisions, there are complete opposites. You can't do both at the same time. According to this verse, as you speak the truth in love, you grow up or mature spiritually. You move away from the spirit of division into a spirit of love and reconciliation. Envy, fussing, and separating from one another takes you back to spiritual babyhood. So when you... Envy, fussing, and separating from one another, you start going back. Instead of growing, mature, instead of maturing and growing, you start going, taking these steps back and joining back to being a babe in babyhood again. Be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you, and leading you into error. For many will come in on the strength of my name, appropriating the name which belongs to me saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah, and they will lead many astray. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened or troubled for this, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. So my fellow brothers and sisters, be careful. Be, be, ask God to give you the spirit of discernment. So that when you know that it's of the Lord, you'll know. And when you know that it's not of the Lord, you'll know. Pray to God for discernment. Ask God to give you the, 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 the gift of discernment so that you can know. When somebody comes and says, I come in the name of Jesus. No, he doesn't. He's coming in himself. If he's trying to divide you, if he's trying to tell you to do this, or if he's talking in a way that he shouldn't be talking, in a manner that he shouldn't be talking, rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Notice that the phrase in verse 5, lead many astray. Another way of saying that is they will cause division among you. So is if there's division in a church and it can't and it's dividing itself, people the, the, the brothers and sisters in the church, that church will not stand. And the same goes for the home. You can't praise God in that home and then be living for the devil in that same home. You know why? Because that house will not stand. You have you can't have one foot in and one foot out. Remember, 
Matthew 6, 24, no man can serve two masters. Amen. The work of the spirit of division is to divide and conquer, to cause you to be tossed to and from with all kinds of doctrines, differences of opinion that can result in division. That's what it's sent to do, and it's been doing a pretty good job for a very long time. How does it do that? By magnifying differences. In the church, for example, there are differences in denominations. There are the Catholics and the Protestants, the Baptists and the Pentecostals, the Methodists and the Epi Episcop uh, excuse me, Episcopalians. Polanians, and so on. In our relationships, there are differences between male and female, and in family differences between brother and sister. And in the business, there the world, there are differences between management and labor. Then there are differences in personal preferences. I ride a Honda, he rides a Harley. But we must understand that division is not the same as difference. God created things to be different. But Satan comes along and magnifies those differences with the spirit of discord and resentment. The spirit of unity, which is the Holy Spirit, magnifies those differences in love. So they actually draw us together where we can learn from one another and share with one another, making us stronger in Christ Jesus. Amen. When we walk together in the strength of unity, we become dangerous to the devil because we touch all bases instead of just one here and there. Together, we are whole, completing nothing, missing. Together, we're a force, we're a force the devil can reckon with. What all that matters is simply this, if we're going to become truly powerful in the kingdom of God and any great threat to the devil, we're going to have to grow up together. It won't be enough for us, just a few of us, to grow up in our own and say too bad about everyone else. It doesn't work that way. We're all part of each other, my fellow brothers and sisters. We're one body, the body of Christ. One of the greatest and most destructive influences from the spirit of division we had to deal with through the years in race is racism. The Bible doesn't look at racism or deal with it like the world does or as most people are trained to view it, there's a lot more to racism than color or culture or sheer bigotry and prejudice. The root of racism is a spirit of division. Anytime the devil can cause a spirit of division or magnifies differences, racism is in operation. Spirit of division always magnifies differences into a spirit of hate. Reconciliation, on the other hand, magnifies any differences into a spirit of love and cooperation. For example, one person says, this is what happened, and another person's, no, that's not what it says. Then the third person comes along and says, you're both wrong. I was there. I saw it. And this is really what happened. The truth is they all saw the same thing that interpreted differently. Division produces the spirit of hate which each one criticizing the other because of this agreement, but love and reconciliation. Help them get all together to discuss what each other saw and come to an agreement. So if you, you see something one diff, you see something different, another one sees it a different way, and here comes another one says, both of y'all are seeing it different. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And then you start, oh, well, you're not seeing it because you don't want to see it like this. And well, it's not coming like this because no, this starts arguing. You start feeling hatred towards each other because you both want to be right. But when y'all sit down together and go through it all together and discuss what y'all each saw. And then y'all come, what? To an agreement. From this perspective, you can see how dangerously destructive a spirit of division can be. It's like a sickness or disease. If you don't watch out, it will creep in any way it can and take over. The devil knows the only way he can get anyone into bondage is to get them outside of love and focusing on differences. But you don't have to fall into that trap. If you'll follow the love of the spirit of the... If you follow... Love, the spirit of division, will never be able to deceive you or spoil your house. Amen. My fellow brothers and sisters, this message, I pray that it touched somebody out there. I pray that it, it moves your heart. And if you're going to a direction where there was differences, where there was division, I pray that God mend that together. I pray that God restore that relationship. I pray that God restores the, the relationship with your kids, with your husband, with your wives, with your family, with your church, with your brother, with your sister. Because remember, the devil's the one that's here to divide us. God is wants to bring us together because we are no longer two but one and we're the body of Christ we're all the body of Christ if we all accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior you too have become the body of Christ a church against itself cannot stand a home against itself cannot stand so we have to come together in agreement and if y'all y'all see spirits if y'all hear spirits or y'all y'all you start seeing evilness around rebuke it in the name of jesus don't let that into your home and don't let that into your church amen amen thank you jesus well god bless you my fellow brothers and sisters I pray that this message reached somebody out there. Like I always tell y'all, before it reached y'all, it was me for me and my family first. Amen. Because just because I preach his word, just because I know what I know, I'm learning the same amount of time as y'all are learning. As I'm preaching, I'm learning. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray so we can be dismissed. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come to the name of Jesus, Father God. Thank you for this wonderful message that you have given us, Father God. Father God, we ask you to be with each and every one of us that were here this evening, Father God. And the ones that couldn't make it, only you know why they couldn't be here, Father God. But we ask you to bless them for next time so they can join us, Father God. Father God, we ask you to be with our family members, Father God. Father God, if there's division in our homes, Father God, we ask you to, to remove anything that is not of you, Father God, and you restore what needs to be restored, Father God. Father God, if there's division in the church, Father God, that you remove what is not of you and you restore what needs to be restored, Father God, so that we can come in agreement with love, Father God, with unity, Father God, because your word says in 1 John 4, 8, God is love. 
So, Father God, we thank you, Father God. We ask you, Father God, for us not to only be hearers of this word, Father God, but to be doers of this word, Father God, to write it in the tablets of our heart, Father God. We praise you and we thank you. We ask you, Father God, to dismiss us from this place, but never ever from your presence. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And God's people say, Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you, my fellow brothers and sisters. You have yourself a blessed, blessed day. I love you. Amen.